Valley of Famine contains mature content. Please be sure to check the episode notes for specific content warnings before listening. The Rogue Valley Role Players Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you do. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben, I am the Marshal, I am running the game, doing the shindig, all that stuff. Uh, my name is Rosemary and I play Rachel Jane Kennedy, she's a gunslinger and a Bahir. This is Austin, donning the flesh of Wynon Beardsley. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Metal. Oh, I guess that's me now. Uh, I'm Ed. I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, weird scientist, former deputy of Jackson County, Bahir of the Ottoman Empire, and captain of the Zephyr. Uh, I don't know. I, haven't, I don't have a name for my ship yet. Nope. But captain of an airship. <laughs> I'm Nick S. I play Haru Matsuhara, the sa- samurai who has become harrowed. This is Wynon. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Mayor. Herod? Wynon's face goes pale, paler than you've seen him, and he closes his mouth and just is completely expressionless. I, I thought he was dead. Did you? But you know each other? know each other this is my older brother what the fuck <laughs> oh that's yeah yeah and I remember when you picked the last name you're like it's Graves he starts shaking his head he thought I was dead well you went off to war and then seemed like the south was winning uh, no letters no letters. I don't have anything to say to you, Jonathan. Let's go, please. Let's go. <laughs> Herod. You got a place to stay? Of course I do. I'll find somewhere. I don't need your help. Don't... Don't be an ass. I don't have anything to say. <clears throat> I don't have anything to say to you. Get away from me. Go. Buck, go. <laughs> Buck just goes walking off in a direction. <laughs> just kind of meandering around. 
Uh, uh, he's like tilting it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off to the Mr. side. Uh, Mr. Graves, we apologize. He has been drinking heavily. I can see. We will see what we can do with our newfound friend. How did you even run into him? He was on the train to uh, 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 Deseret. We encountered some hostility, and he assisted us. And we were untrusting at first, but he proved himself to be a reliable sort. Uh, that was always Herod for you. He was, he was a suspicious sort of guy. His name is Herod? Yeah. Not Wynon? No. That, that's news to me. He's been, he's been calling himself Wynon this whole time. Never mentioned having a brother named Jonathan either. I know I've mentioned your name. I don't know if I mentioned I probably never mentioned Jonathan Graves, yeah. but I mentioned Jonathan. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of Jonathans out there in the world, but... Yeah. Well, it's good to see all of you. Can't believe you're fucking mayor. Yeah, well, uh, get in line. I can't believe it either. She'll, like, hold a hand out, like, for a hand up from the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll, he'll reach over and help you up out of the mud. And then she stands the and shake his hand. I'll, uh... Thanks, D- uh, um, Ms. Kennedy. Mr. Mayor. Oh, please don't call me that. A light goes off in Rachel's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jonathan, I know how we can, now that you're mayor, how you can get back at those Medfordians for, <laughs> <laughs> for bypassing Jackson. We're bypassing with the, with the train. Oh, yeah? Build a, like, docking port for airships. Uh. Like an airport? Yeah! <laughs> that is an idea. Neffer's going to get that, too. <laughs> so so this is all going on. Uh, Haru, in, in addition to, you know, seeing Jonathan, noticing that there's, like, a lot of traffic coming and going out of the sheriff's office, there's also quite a lot of activity around the Jacksonville Inn. I am unsure which direction I'd like to go first. I point out the 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 uh, comings and goings at both mm-hmm. the sheriff station and the uh, Jacksonville Inn, and I think yeah, it looks like there's a, a work crew or something and working on the the inn. I think Wynon's heading towards the inn. He's managed to realize that's the inn. Okay, and he's like, I have to get to the inn. Yeah, it looks like uh, <laughs> there's a, a bunch of guys who are working on taking the sign down. I'd like one room. I can pay for it. I have money. Oh, uh, you're you're gonna need to talk to the the new proprietor. He's standing right over there. I need one room, proprietor. Walker, the the proprietor is a man, a tall man, pale skin, well groomed, dark hair. Uh, he's dressed in a fine suit of black, and he's got black gloves and a, like a derby hat. Uh, he's got kind of these cold gray blue eyes, and he's he's standing out in the street, kind of supervising the, the whatever is going on with the sign. And he looks over and says, one room, 
Let me see the uh, the book here. I gotta say, one room, one soul. One room, <laughs> one soul. Yikes. Fifteen dollars a night, sir. I'll pay twenty if you make sure it's a private room. I don't want to be disturbed. I need to sleep. I can arrange that. Your name? It's Wynon. Wynon Beardslay. Wynon Beardslay. Go inside and give the money to uh, my servant. You'll see to it that you get a private room. I have a horse. See? Stabling another $15. He nods. Yes, okay. That's $25 a night, right? That sounds right. 30 Okay. I'll pay it. I need to go to sleep. I need to sleep this off. I'm in a nightmare. I'm in a nightmare. Ah. Are you sure you wouldn't much prefer the... Uh the claim jumper. I hear they have rooms for cheap there. I need to sleep. I'm here. Give me a room. Very well. You, boy. This horse to the stables. This man to a room. And arrange a bath. On the house. He nods at that. <laughs> and then uh, kind of you know, gets off his horse and stumbles inside. And he goes back to just kind of impassively watching these men changing the sign out. What's the new sign say? Uh, give me a notice roll. There's a lot of activity going on. Five. Ooh. At least a seven and eleven. It says flints. Flints. Okay. Are we supposed to be like, <gasps> Flint? Oh my god! Rachel's not looking at the sign. She's looking at the sheriff's office. Yeah, seeing Wynon stumble in, thinking, Wynon's got it from here. He'll be fine. He's an adult. <laughs> Let's go to uh, check on Ross. When you say there's activity by the sheriff's office, what kind of activity? There's like people, a lot of people coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. Not like an angry mob gathering outside? Yeah, I mean, proto-angry mob. <laughs> Ross looks like he's got his hands full. Let's uh, see if we can help deter some of these people, shall we? He's probably annoyed. Yeah, but to be honest, I don't know if he'll be too keen to see me. He cares about you, Rachel, whether you think so or not. I'd say... uh, protector of sorts. But if you do not wish to see him, that is fine. I would respect your wishes. But I have... kind of pops open his pocket and looks at the letter trying to protect it from the rain going, I have some questions. Questions that he might be able to answer. Rachel kind of heaves his sigh. Says, no. Best to get this over with, I suppose. Where you go, I'll go. And she'll follow her over to the... Ties the horses off and offers his arm to for Rachel to walk with him into the sheriff's office. 
And Jonathan offers the same to you, Daisy. Well, all right. Well, I'll go to the sheriff's office. Uh, yeah, the sheriff's office is quite busy. There's a handful of people in the cells. Drunks or probably petty thieves. Miscreants. Miscreants. Um, and there's uh, quite a crowd of people, All uh, a lot of them business owners, all yelling and hollering and shouting about uh, a, a slew of robberies that have been going on for the past several months, violent robberies. And... Um, Oh, it's it's uh, poor Deputy Billy Johansson who's there trying to answer everyone's questions and, and deal with them. Let's out a sharp whistle. <laughs> One at a time. Wait, who's this? That's Haru yelling. That's Haru, okay. Yelling One at a time. Everyone, like, stops and turns and stares. Mr. Matsuhara, you're back. I am. Deputy, uh, Ms. Kennedy, you're back too. Afraid so. Well, you're here to do something about these robberies? This is getting ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a confused look. Looks at her chest for a second, like, is my badge there? <laughs> and then looks at Billy. We'll help any way that we can, Billy. Uh, you're voicing him, buddy. Huh. Well, that's mighty nice of you, Mr. Matsuhara. I'm really glad to hear you say that, because I need lots of help. Billy, what's, what's been going on? What do you mean, what's all this talk of robberies? Well, lots of the business around here have been getting robbed, and as you can see, lots of angry folk all up about it, and nobody really knows the answers. Businesses, stagecoaches, trains. I'm going to turn to Jonathan and be like, you know, like not like loudly, but yeah, at least they're you know not blaming you then anymore. Well, I haven't had time to do uh, do no mischief. What's that, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, I'm standing outside. <laughs> Damn it! Between the mine and uh, and uh, this mayor mayor business, it ain't me. No, I know that. And uh, violence violence ain't my way anyway. It's a good sigh of relief that they're not blaming you for this. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But uh. Any help you can provide, I sure would be glad for. Well, did anyone get a look at the robber? <laughs> uh, no. Do you look in Jonathan's direction? Um, <laughs> yeah. As far as the stagecoaches, stagecoach robbers go, they tend to, whoever's pulling the, the robberies tends to murder damn near everyone. Train uh, robberies almost always end in casualties. Uh, the bandits, uh, you know, keep their faces covered. Bandits keep their voices covered. Bandits keep their voices... <laughs> like, keep it. Keep them in. I haven't... Billy, look, you seem stressed. Maybe you should take a break. It's been so hard, Miss Kennedy. People coming in, yelling at me, and I'm like, I'm trying my best here. With the sheriff gone. What do you mean, sheriff's gone? I don't know rightly where he went, but he's been gone. Rachel, I mean, just I, it, really... It, it ain't in my power to deputize you again, but... I could really use a hand. Well, I ain't a, a deputy, Billy. I ain't got no right to go out resting people. He, you know, stretches his collar, like, <laughs> nervously. Goes over to the sheriff's desk and looks around in case the sheriff's gonna, like, pop out of some corner of the wall or wherever. Grabs a, sher- a, sher- a deputy's badge. He, he, opens, he opens the drawer and uh, there there's... Rachel's old badge pinned to a, a piece of paper. 
he grabs it and um here a reflex he kind of takes it okay is the paper with it yeah can I, is it as she's looking at the paper is it okay you you unpin it and you open it up and it says and it says in sheriff ross's handwriting mm-hmm. billy when rachel shows up give her this it's about fucking time <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Haru's already taking responsibility because as he got reinstated, he's like, well, robbery's on the train. I gotta help out. <laughs> yeah, I'll look to Haru. Well, should we become deputies again, too? Well, you'll be deputized. I'm already chief of railroad police again. Uh, well, Lily, apparently I ain't as unpredictable as I think I am. That's news to me, but I'm glad to see that he's bringing you back on board. Because, again, oh boy, these people are... Well, I don't like to speak ill of any other people, but they are cruel when they are mad. Well, have you been taking statements? Um, (laughs) stacks of paper worth it all. Like, there's teardrops on them even because he's been crying a little bit as they're yelling at him. (laughs) I think Billy has largely been working from some Sheriff Ross's desk. Yeah. Of late. All right, all right. Rachel will turn to the crowd and say something <laughs> along the lines of We're looking into this, folks. Please remain calm. When we know something, we'll let you know. We cannot do our work with you standing here yelling at us all the time. Oh, they grumble. And, uh, Howard Jones is there, now that I remember his name. Who the fuck is Howard Jones? He was, <laughs> he, was, he was a rancher. You know, your favorite guy, Howard Jones. Favorite guy. You got in a fist fight with him. Did I really? You did. Oh, yeah. You got in a drunken fight with him. Yeah, that's right. You hear him raise his voice like, You heard her, folks. Let's let the, let's let the deputy get their, get their jobs done. Thank you kindly, Mr. Jones. Also, she's got a mean left hook, everyone, so I suggest uh, it's just leaving. Did he wink at me? Yeah. Rachel seems flustered at that. She, like, drops a stack of paper. <laughs> and, and, yeah, people, you know, grumble and vacate the, the office. All right, Billy, once it kind of empties out. Mm-hmm. Start from the beginning. When did these robberies start happening? Well, started about midwinter after the... I still don't even know what to call it. The... You know. Yeah. The, the robberies started and they've been just increasing and getting more violent and more, robbing more and more and people are just plumb fed up. I've got... All the statements here that I've been able to take, pardon my messy handwriting, it's been a little hectic. Just like perfect handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can tell, Billy. Yeah, it's it's a rat mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one eye dot is like slightly. All right, well... I guess I'll start reading statements. Okay. Haru, what are you doing? 
I'm gonna. I would help her look over the statements because I wouldn't have much to go on yet. So I'd have to kind of read over what goods are missing. And uh, are you doing anything about lodgings now? Um. Well, because you didn't see Wynon's interaction or hear anything like that. No, so I you didn't. don't actually know anything about this guy. Well, I'm. Haru's been thinking. If he's been tasked to stay in here. He might set up a real permanent residence. Okay. So if there's any homes for sale in Medford, especially after the winter where a lot of people died, <laughs> you prefer somewhere towards the outskirts, maybe close to Rachel's home so you can at least go and visit her. Okay. Probably not going to find one close to Rachel's home. Well, not close-ish. You know, riding distance within a reasonable there, amount of time. There is this one ranch in Central Point. Small ranch. As in, Keep opening that wound over and over. <laughs> I was over. like, does it have a, a pumpkin patch and an old barn? No, not that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. That's what we were all thinking of. No, I know what he's talking it about. It was abandoned not too long ago. It was abandoned not oh. too long ago. Oh. Which one? I'm not remembering. Macario's. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Harwood probably buy it so it stays within the family uh-huh um rachel you're going through paperwork and maybe you you look up uh, from one of these these statements they're not a whole lot of help i'm looking to see if there's any sort of pattern emerging or like some sort of description that we could get um whoever's organizing these attacks these robberies and raids and stuff is good is what you're getting from this. There's someone, maybe, maybe the individual robbers aren't necessarily professionals, but whoever's pulling the strings is a fucking professional. Um, but at some point, you, know, you look up and you look out the, the window uh, and you see standing across the street a man in gray with a hat pulled down low. Are you still in the station or would you have like left to go look for lodging by now? I figure he'd actually stay and help you for a little while, because uh, he figures if he, if he needs to, he can crash in uh, yeah. the, the sheriff's stable. What did Jonathan and Daisy get up to while this is going on? Uh, I don't know. What do we get up to? Probably catching up. Catching <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's got a new house now. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, Mayor Baxton's old house. That's creepy. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how that works a lot. So, if her is still in the office, then Rachel's going to. Like, she looks up, she sees this figure. Gray. Okay. She'll just kind of casually uh, nod her head out the window and say to her, Do you know that person? There's no person standing out there. Who are you talking about? You must have moved. She'll go to like the door and open the door, and like look. Yeah, there's no sign. Up and down the street. You look up and down the street. Give me another nose roll. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. He was just standing there. He must have, I don't know, gone inside a building or something. It's a man. He's dressed in gray. If you see him, would you let me know? I think he's been following me. 
I see such a man, I will let you know. I, I, I don't disbelieve that you saw a man. Let me be a perfectly clear. I'm <laughs> not crazy. I'm <laughs> not crazy. <laughs> We've all seen strange things, Rachel. <laughs> Billy right over there, he kind of stops and goes, I believe you. <laughs> Pulls up the next sheet and starts reading it. <laughs> she like looks one more time for him. Nope. Son of a bitch. She goes back inside, sits down. Yeah, you uh, you spend what, what little is left of the day going through paperwork. Ross doesn't come back at all during this time? Uh, no. Billy, when you said the sheriff is gone, could you elaborate on that? Well, he was investigating one of the stagecoach robbery sites, and I just haven't seen him since. Well, how long ago was that? He's been gone since morning. Haven't haven't seen him since. Uh, did he say maybe where this site was that he was going to investigate in particular? He uh, put it promptly as it's my business to stay here and mind the folk. Sounds about right. All right, and she'll keep reading statements. All right. It's getting on towards dusk when you hear uh, a horse ride up to the uh, sheriff's office and uh, some heavy boots land in the mud and start making their way up the boardwalk. Clump, clump, clump. Oh, God. You know, I just remembered I probably I should be getting going. My sister was going to prepare Stay dinner. where you are. You need to have this conversation. You're just going to... I don't think she actually ever put the badge on. I think she just, like, set it on the desk. Um, yeah, there's a hesitation at the, at the door. And then it swings open and Sheriff Ross comes clumping in. He's got a cigar lit. And he takes, like, a step in and stops. Sheriff. Oh. Matsuhara? Rachel? Abraham. Good to see you. See your back. Saw your horses. How is everything? Can this conversation get any more awkward? <laughs> you, you're not mad at me? Mad at you for what? For walking out. For, for quitting. Ha- for having a fucking emotion? It just seems a bit off kilter. At She was like expecting him to be like really pissed at her. And the fact that he's not has thrown her for a bit of a loop. <laughs> and she's not sure what to do. So she's just like, but I I left. I just took off. I mean, you're not getting your desk back, but I see, I see you got the badge. Billy must have finally gotten my note. I didn't put it on. I'm not worthy of this badge. Rachel is not a fucking Excalibur sword. It's a deputy's badge. About that. Hmm. 
I would like to have a, a word with you in private when we get done with this. Sure. Sure. Sure thing, Matsuhara. Will you just let me goddamn apologize to you, Ross? I'm sorry I quit on you, okay? All right. All right. Apology accepted. Look, I know that you're mad and that... I mean, you're not getting your desk back, <laughs> but I'm not mad. And that I let you down. You didn't but... let me down. You inconvenienced me, but you didn't let me down. I want you to know I ain't gonna quit like that again. Well, good. So you, you don't have to be mad at me. Okay. I will not be mad at you, deputy. <laughs> Billy says there's been robberies going on. What do you what do you know about all that? What did you finance a site? <laughs> also, you left Billy in charge? No offense, Billy. <laughs> Not taken. <laughs> well, he was my only deputy. I I've apologized. <laughs> uh, Billy, you you've been working a long shift. For two months now. Go home. Go to sleep. Take tomorrow off. Right, sir. I will be. B- yeah, take take the next two days off. I will be. Yeah. I'm, I'll do just that. He stands up and you can hear the like. Just, uh, uh. <laughs> as soon as he leaves. Um, well, I did some talking to the witnesses. None too helpful. Whoever's pulling these jobs is uh, pretty good. They keep themselves disguised. They roughen up their voices. You, you ain't been able to get any help from, you know, your abilities. That's. The, those those were my abilities I was talking about. Oh. There are no witnesses. I was talking to the corpses. Right. Well, this is... That's, uh... that's why I asked Billy to leave. Didn't want to say I was talking to witnesses because no, he knows there's no witnesses. He's, he's done the reports. These are good reports. Billy's very thorough. I, I'm, I'm envious of his handwriting. He called it terrible. I'm sure he did. Billy uh, underestimates himself a great deal. Anyway, uh, yeah, things have been... Uh, Hector, you've been getting help from uh, Marshal Redgrave up in Ashland and Marshal Erickson and Medford. We ain't got any leads on these robbers? Not yet. Hopefully you can make a difference on that. Well, I don't know. I'm uh, been a bit rusty in the deputy it's been two months business it's been a long two months ross i bet we should uh i mean he don't look tired but you look tired you should probably get some sleep we can talk about this uh tomorrow i am tired train just got in this morning late mid more like afternoon Anyway, train just got in this afternoon. Yeah, well, uh, what the hell are you still doing here? You saw Billy. That boy is helpless. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you underestimate Billy Johansson. He's 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 a right good deputy. He's a good person. And a good deputy. And a good deputy. And a good friend.
That he is. All right, Matsuhara. What do you want to talk about? Haru pulls the swords from his belt, sets them on the desk, and pulls them partially out so he can see the the inscriptions on them. This look of surprise goes over his face, and he looks back up to you and back at the, the inscriptions. Where did you find that? You remember those the Daisho that I have been looking for this entire time? Yeah. Found them in Champagne. He draws his revolver and holds it, and you see the same inscription on the revolver. I knew you were a person to come to. I don't understand. I don't understand what that's doing on a what do you call it? A katana? Yeah, that is the appropriate name. I pull out the letter and I, I read off the because I can't remember it the, the, the name of the people that were in Japan and that is all the information I have been given, but I feel that it means that I am needed here, like you said, even. Long, long time ago, back in the days of the nation of Israel, before it was dispersed, The, uh, the court of law there was known as the Sanhedrin. The elders and sages uh, dispense justice and listen to cases. And the, uh, when the Romans conquered and exiled my people, the Sanhedrin took on a, a different role. Say there, as you well know, there are dark things lurking in our world. Yeah. And Sanhedrin took it upon themselves to fight these things, to protect our people in exile. And to help accomplish their mission, they had some very special weapons meant to inspire hope, to destroy the wicked. Weapons forged from the steel of seraphim blades. Seraphim? I do not know this word. Uh, angels. Ah. That I have heard. I guess at some point in time, some of the Sanhedrin made it to uh, Japan. So it seems. It's been a long time since I've seen a relic of the Sanhedrin. As far as I know, I'm the last. Well, it will be my honor to carry these and protect the ways of your people as well as all people. At least good people. 
the weak and the innocent. Kill the scary things so that they uh, they can sleep at night. We have a saying back home with my uh, well, with my old family. It translates into slay evil immediately. That's a good saying. I like it. Now, it is getting late, and I do not get tired, but... I do. Rest is needed. Where are you staying? Uh, for now, I was hoping I could just crash out in the stable. Yeah, that's fine. Tomorrow I'm going to start my search for a more permanent lodging. Well, all right. I'm uh, going to get some paperwork done and then I'll probably head to my shack. You all have a good night. Rachel will walk you to the stable. <laughs> well, go to the stable. Um. I think she would invite you, but that wouldn't be proper. So she's not gonna. Haru, you know, kind of looks down. He's like, he looks like he's uh, embarrassed, you know, and have a good, safe night. You too, Haru. Rest well. He nods and leans down, kisses her cheek. Rachel, I do mean everything that I've said to you. And I'm glad to see you take your badge again. It's as much of who you are as my swords are to me. Well, I had a realization out in desert. I'm a law woman through and through, I guess. She pins the badge on. Yeah, Hari, you, you go into the, the stables to take a rest. Rachel, you're, you know, getting on Oakley and starting to yeah. head back up the street. Uh, there's an unfamiliar horse uh, tied up in front of the sheriff's office. I was there when you stepped out. You see Ross, uh, like, step out of the, the office and lock it up and gets up on the horse and doesn't mind if I uh, ride with you partway? No. Alright. So, uh, that was Salt Lake City. Go ahead and make a notice roll for me as you're riding up the street. God damn. Just because I want to notice what you want me to notice. <laughs> There, there we, we go. go. Nine. Nine. All right. Yeah. So by this point in time, the war crew has finished swapping out the signs, and you see that the what was once the Jacksonville Inn is now Flint's, spelled F L Y N T. The Y even. 
Interesting. Screw this guy. And you got a raise. So as you're you're riding by, you're kind of like, what's going on here? You see him standing inside, looking out at the street. You see Paul Flint. So we're riding along on our horses, and well, I don't even know where to begin about Salt Lake Abraham. And then she just stops because <laughs> she's like caught sight of the hotel, and she's caught sight of Paul. And he's just you know hands behind his back, just totally impassive. Can he see me? Yep. Ross is like, uh, everything all right, Rachel? The color's draining from her face. Reaches a hand and grabs her by the shoulder. Rachel? <laughs> the <laughs> she kicks Oakley forward. Rachel, what's going on? Out of line of sight. Hey, uh, Ross follows you. She leans over the saddle and throws up. All right, one trip to uh, Dr. Breyer coming on up. Let's go. In the window, it's... 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 It's Paul! Oh. 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 Well, fuck. She, like, runs her hand, like, through her hair constantly. I, I, I can't stay here. I, I can't stay here. I, it's not, it's not safe here. I gotta get out of here. And she wields, um, Oakley, like, and just. Which direction? Mm, I think towards her sister's house. Alright. Yeah, Ross follows along, kicks his horse into into a gallop. Son of a bitch! Yeah, you can say that again. What? What? Hap? How? When? She like um, pulls Oakley up. And like dismounts and starts like pacing back and forth by her horse. Yeah, Ross pulls up. When, when did he get here? Well, I heard the inn sold about three weeks ago. Didn't catch who the new owner was. You, you didn't catch? It wasn't interesting to you to see. Who was buying the hotel across the goddamn street? It was not, seeing as I was occupied with the murders and the robberies going on. I sat in that office all afternoon and he was right across the street from me. So he was. So what are you going to do about it? If I kill him, are you going to arrest me? I'm going to have to. 
I'm telling you right now, Ross, don't get in my way. And she gets back up on Rachel Oakley. Rachel. Don't do anything hasty. Hasty? That man... I know. ...murdered my child. And now that I know he's here, I intend to make his life a living hell in every legal sense that I can until he slips up. And when he does... I'll bury him. I'll bury him deep. She like thinks about it and then she says I ain't making no promises, Ross. And she kicks Oakley forward towards her sisters. Okay. Uh, I don't think Ross tries to keep up with you. He heads off to his own place. And you make it to your sister's house. Uh, so... Unless, unless you're planning a detour. No, I you should just go straight for her sister's at this point. Okay. So, Wynon, how are you doing? How's my stay been? Has this place been pretty cushy? Yeah, it's very nice. Oh, staying in his hotel. That's right. Uh, and I even got a free—I nice. got a free complimentary bath out of the deal, and probably a continental breakfast too. Uh, no, breakfast not included. Oh, you get an island breakfast. I think Wynon's been like splashing water in his face, trying to sober himself up. And it's been somewhat working, and he's like, did all of that happen today? <laughs> like, did that all actually happen? <laughs> he's kind of like playing through the events of the, the morning over and over again. Like, the fact that he somehow drank twice as much as he was intending to doesn't make a lot of sense to him. Almost as though that other guy he was talking to wasn't drinking at all, and he was just drinking all of that guy's drinks. Um, Don't forget the rhinestones. He he examines the rhinestones on his <laughs> pants that are on the floor by the tub. He kind of looks out and glares at them for a second and... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, friend, looks like, uh, looks like you've been having a rough time. Oh! He looks around the, the room. It's Phil Custard. Who the... Who are you? We met on the train. Phil? Phil, you, you were drinking a lot. Yeah, I was drinking a lot. Who the fuck are you? And he stands up buck naked in the tub <laughs> and starts fishing through his pants for any sort of knives he has. Or like, <laughs> Where are they? Easy, sir. Easy. Easy. Easy, Mr. Graves. I'm just a friend. Don't call me Graves. Beard slay. Right. If you were any kind of friend, which you're not. You're still you're clearly still hung over, Mr. Beardslay. I'm just here to help. 
You're head looks on. like uh, looks like your friends had a good one on you, huh? What friends? Oh. <laughs> your friends. You know, those people you uh, you went through hell and high water with, just like uh, just like your mates back in the Union Army. What are you, the demon on my shoulder? Nah. I'm the angel of salvation. Well, I haven't prayed for a while. What are you going to save me from, angel? Yourself, of course. Okay. Sure. What have you got in mind? Let me get my pants on first. Of course. You want, uh, you want to stick with that gaudy outfit, or... It's all I've got. I'm sure, I'm sure I must have taken some luggage with me, but where it is, I hardly know. I think you'll find it in your room. And, uh, yeah, let me take care of that. And you've got, like, a normal pair of, of clothing that would be more respectable. <laughs> let me guess, if I walk outside, I'm going to be naked. God, I hope not. That'd be a really lousy trick. This is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm convinced it's a nightmare. Oh I'm at home, aren't I? I'm, I, I just... Home? Don't you remember, Weinhan? Home's gone. It all flashes back to him, the horror of that night when the grave's homestead was torn to pieces by creatures that should not have any right to exist. I can't go home. You can find a new home. Who are you? What are you? Where am I? You are in a hotel in Jacksonville, formerly known as the Jacksonville Inn. Very creative, I know. In uh, the state of Oregon on the West Coast in the Union of the United States of America. You know us. That's what you I remember. spent the last 13 years dedicating every second of your life to helping to protect these fine states of America here and abroad, haven't you? More than they know. More than they know. What's your game? What's your angle? I have no angle, no game. Of course you do. Everyone has an angle. Well, I'm not everyone. I'm Phil Okay, collect yourself, Bill Custard, and we will continue our conversation. <laughs> I'm not everyone. I'm Phil Custard. You keep saying your name. Is it supposed to mean something to me? I've had a rough day, so I appreciate it if you just get to the point. What is the point? Why not? 
I don't know. You've come a long, long ways. And here you are, Southern Oregon. And who do you find? Your long lost little brother. Feels like a twist of fate, to be sure. So what? Are you saying you planned this for me? Plan? I don't plan. I leave that to other beings. Which beings? Higher powers. Which higher powers? I'm All aware of several. Of All of them. Beelzebub. I would consider that a lower power. Wynon kind of winces at that. So I'm waiting for it. What's your deal? What are you going to try to loop me into? Where does the hook get set? I am simply here to help. Help me do what? For what? What is it you want to do? I want you to go away. I've been doing fine without you up until now. And I'm going to get out of this little podunk town and go back to doing what I've done for the last 15 years. I don't need you. I don't need them. No, but they need you. Why? They seem like they've done well enough without me up till now. They've done great things. I've faced terrible darkness. But what's coming is wrought by their own doing, and they are not prepared for it. What did they do? You hint at a lot, but I could use some answers. It is my job, is to be elusive, evasive, mysterious. I'm Phil Custard. <laughs> <laughs> Why not take some of the bathwater and splashes it in his face? <laughs> uh, yeah, as you clear your eyes, he's gone. But uh, all that gaudy, awful clothing that everyone talked you into buying, uh, it, it's gone. And what remains is, is these more mundane clothes. Why not uh, bangs on his, the door to his room a few times? Just looking for like somebody to come help. Oh, okay. Yeah, eventually someone. Sir? Is it a man's voice or a woman's voice? Uh, it's a woman's voice. Um, this is an odd request. Uh, I'm going to stick my arm through the door. Could you confirm that I'm wearing a shirt? Uh, excuse me, sir? I've had a rough day. Please. <laughs> Very well. Okay. He sticks his arm through that has like the coat that was magicked onto him. <laughs> What what do you see? I see a black leather duster. Checks out. Uh, here, have a have a quarter. Thank you. That, that's all. Thanks. And she leaves. Phil Custard. <laughs> Why not? Kind of shakes him, shakes the last of his uh, drunkenness off, and starts gathering his whatever things he's managed to take with him. Mm-hmm. 
and marches out, I guess, <laughs> okay, <laughs> into the world to find. There, it's late. It's night. Oh, it's still night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, then he probably won't leave. He'll probably yeah, probably just, like, go to stay bed. the night. Yeah. All right. I do have one question I want to ask of Jonathan. Okay. So what's up with your brother Herod, Jonathan? Not Herod. Actually, I'm gonna say why not. <laughs> why not? What's up with your brother? Why not, Jonathan? I honestly don't know. I thought he was dead. He went off to war years ago. I was a little boy. Then, uh, you know, the war was going back and forth. Casuals were mounting. We never heard back from him. A couple friends and I, we were, you know, things were getting hard. Money was scarce. Food was scarce. So uh, we hopped a train and headed west for an adventure. And well, you know how that all worked out, Daisy. Well, you're here now. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, he thought he died in the war, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit weirded out about meeting him and, uh, like we did now, knowing that he's your brother, like. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. Because he's stalking us? Me? You? Uh, he seemed pretty surprised to see me. He, he was really interested in what had happened here that's when we weird. first met. Really interested. Like, you know, with the, the food and the... It's like, it's like, I don't know. Maybe he knew? I don't, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the brother I, uh, I saw leave for war. Yeah, he's a weird fellow, and, you know, sometimes he doesn't always act like why not, I'll tell you that. Or, what's his name? Herod. Right. Yeah, I used to call him Hero. Hero? Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, he was he was my big brother. Well, he he has done some heroic things. Helped us out. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how do you react if I call him that? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know I'd, I uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd pay good money days to see that. All right. I can't wait to see the look on his face. <laughs> Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at pegging.com. Sound effects by Plate Mail Games and Battlebarts. Music provided by the Eaglestone Collective with additional tracks by Danheim. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. Thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode. If you've enjoyed our show, please consider leaving a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it. And also, feel free to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at rvrpodcast, or join us on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you, and as always, have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.